0: If something goes wrong, maybe it costs you a lot of money. Hey podcast listener, you're listening to the Semi Pro Cycling Podcast, the weekly podcast where we discuss all the issues that cyclists talk about. Whether you're out training, commuting, or just riding around. Sit down and listen in, cause we're about to begin. Yo! Welcome to episode 48 of the Semi-Pro Cycling Podcast, where we believe that only a Semi-Pro Cyclist rides for love and not money. If you stick around to the end, I'll fill you in on the quote from the top of the show and let you know who's talking money. Hey there, Semi-Pros. My name is Damien Roos. I'm the founder of Semi-Pro Cycling, home ...of the Semi-Pro Cyclist. And two quick reviews to get into this week. Thank you, five stars, Dale at Texas. Damien has put together a world-class podcast... ...that delivers highly useful information... ...for all ranges of road and mountain cyclists. His efforts have resulted in an audio library... ...that is consistent and always relevant. His work is highly appreciated. Thank you very much, Dale. I really do appreciate you writing that review... ...and actually reading it left me a little speechless... Because each week, I really do strive to deliver killer and consistent shows, and to know that you're out there listening and getting something from them is very reassuring to me. The second review, my favorite podcast, Five Stars, Lee Trevor, Damien's podcasts are the power meter of cycling podcasts, providing you good quality advice on well-researched topics to semi-pros in a short amount of time. I found the podcasts interesting and informative, mixed in with some humor, I look towards each new podcast weekly. Thanks, Damien. Well, Lee Trevor, thank you very much. Comparing the show to a power meter is probably one of the best compliments that I think the show has ever got. And a reminder to anybody else listening that if you do like the show, please take some time out like these two chaps have to write an iTunes review because five stars make me go boom, shakalaka, boom. Now, the news this week... Not too much to report, but there is a couple of tours. Well, one is underway and one wrapped up. Froome wrapped up the Criterium du Dauphiné on the weekend, and I must say it got better. I know last week I reported that I was a little flat on the whole thing, but Stage 5 and Stage 8 was definitely where it was at. Froome's kick at the end of Stage 5 was just awesome, especially Contador having a go, even though he hasn't really got the legs. And Stage 8 where Froome tried to bring Port up for the stage win was a very nice touch and shows that he is a thoughtful leader, but of course it's easy to do when not a lot is on the line. But I've also really got to say, Port, how good does he look on a bike? Climbing on the hoods, All class, all class port. An interesting thing that I was thinking about Froome is that he really has done everything right up until this point. But for some reason, I still find him really awkward, just about as awkward as his writing style. But I just can't get behind him. There's no real great story being told. He kind of falls in that middle ground between love and hate where it's just more meh, you know. Like, I, I just don't know what is going to change my opinion on him. For me, it really seems like that he has to call in the big guns. Maybe he should give Jason Baker a call before the Tour. The other Tour that's happening at the moment is Tour de Suisse. I haven't caught any of the racing live, so not much to report there. It seems like lots of things are happening, but I've just got two things to say. Sagan, yes. Hey, Gidal, No. So the nuts and bolts this week. Looking at biomarkers and tracking and hacking your insides. It sounds a little gruesome, especially because we're going to talk about blood here, but it has nothing to do with hacking yourself to pieces, but more investigating and figuring out exactly what is going on inside your body. Today, I'm going to dig into a new take on performance. Well, it's not that new, but we will go into that as well. It's along the line of moving away from the tick-the-box type of thinking. It's looking through the test-retest methodology as we move into Nutrition Month here at Pro Cycling. This is really the ultimate way to test the effect of your nutrition and what it is doing to your body and what's happening in there when you take certain things as part of your nutrition plan. It really forms this whole PhD of me and getting to know your body inside out. So I'm pretty new to this information. A lot of the new biomarker stuff that is popping up is quite new to the masses. I'm sure that sports scientists everywhere have been using a lot of this stuff for a long time and I really don't want to dig too deep into the sciencey side of it. I'll leave that for marketing materials of companies that I'm going to mention later on but I want to look at the implication for semi-pros not just for cycling but for overall health because it's one thing to push your body in order to find its limits. It's definitely another to ensure longevity in the sport and Longevity in life where you're not sacrificing performance today for pain tomorrow because endurance training and racing, it can have an effect on on your system. I don't have any scientific studies to back this up but I do know that endurance training can strain your system and knowing what that actually does to your system is really going to be the best way to head it off before it gets too bad. So it really does fall into preventative in some ways but if you're measuring something like blood and biomarkers in blood then it's going to give you an idea of what you can actually change and then see over time the changes that you make. Biohacking runs deep, blood deep, which might seem like a little extreme to a Cat 3 cyclist, but I definitely see it as the ultimate indication that you're doing the right things for your body. The blood truly is a window into your body's health. So testing athletes is not new and testing the blood of athletes especially is not new. Throughout my cycling career I've been tested many many times but the difference with the new generation of testing is what is being tested for. Originally the most important factors for me were hematocrit levels and iron levels. They were kind of the biggies that would I would always check out for but biomarkers themselves now that are popping up and being measured against are trying to test for all sorts of other things So what is a biomarker, I've mentioned this word a couple of times but basically a biomarker is a biological marker, it's an indicator of a biological state or the past or present existence of a particular type of organism and basically any of these indicators just enable you to make judgement calls as to what's happening in your body and then how you can actually formulate a plan to change what's happening to get a better result for yourself. When I'm talking biomarkers, I'm not talking about your annual blood test. You can go to the doctor and you can get an annual checkup that may have between 8 to 15 markers in them. But the difference here is the health and performance markers are also added to disease markers. And the system that is surrounding these new services that are available are designed for actionable steps. Your doctor may not be concerned with actually optimizing you, rather just moving you into an area that is adequate. With the focus now being directed by the person, which you can just skip past the doctor in certain circumstances, then you just get your results done and then you have a consult or you figure out ways to adjust any problem areas that you have rather than just looking for really big biomarkers that will spell out certain diseases and things. So this is a totally separate way to analyze and think about any blood work that you do and it relates directly to your performance on the bike. To understand the biomarkers of performance, I think it's important to see where they fit into the overall picture of performance. Performance in this sense is not as tightly linked to the specificity of cycling training. There are general requirements a body needs to function at a high level. And while I don't have any cycling specific information when it comes down to this, it really is important stuff for anyone that's trying to optimize their performance. Performance itself has a few elements that you can build on, and the first one are building blocks such as macronutrients like carbs, proteins, and free fatty acids. Micronutrients like vitamins, calcium, magnesium, potassium, sodium, iron. This is where a supplementation and a nutrition plan comes into place so you can actually get the adequate levels that you need to thrive in a performance environment. Other things that performance is built on is your fuel system. So it does come back to those macronutrients and how you actually get that into your system and what fuels the activity that you do. So how are you fueling your aerobic metabolism? Is it through carbs, proteins, free fatty acids? These all have a great effect on how your blood then changes and how it responds to any activities that you do. Outside of this, we start talking about the operating system of your body. We're talking hormones and genes. And I won't get into genes right now, but there is some fascinating stuff being done with genes where you're able to actually map out your genes in a similar kind of service to the blood services that I'm going to mention later on. And hormones are exactly the same as well. Hormones can fluctuate depending on what state you're actually in. So managing these is very important. So having an indicator of the hormones that can be fluctuating at certain times during your training is really going to help help you nail down how your body operates best and when you put it under stress and it just isn't working properly. Other things, adaptive stresses and recovery are also important and they can be indicated through the biomarkers that have been identified in the services that I'll talk about. So let's look at the biomarkers that are assumed to be important for athletic performance and overall well-being. Just before that, how are these biomarkers selected? Upon listening to some interviews from founders of two services that are creating the market for this entire system, in some ways it's a marketing view but in other ways it just makes sure that everything that they have and everything they're testing for, you can do something to change it if you find that it's negative or you need to boost or reduce or whatever it may be. First they want to know is can it be measured accurately and accurately is consistently over time and can it give you a reading that is actually meaningful and the second criteria really is are there ways it can be reprogrammed is there a definite way that you can affect change to the system over time to show the person that what they're doing is making a difference. So looking at the biomarkers there is two different sets of biomarkers behind the two companies that actually offer this in the US. The first company is Inside Tracker, and their markers, they have around 20 biomarkers that they do use. They're things like calcium, cholesterol, folic acid, glucose, hemoglobin, potassium, magnesium, sodium, testosterone, triglycerides, vitamin B12, vitamin D. All of these have a correlation to something. So magnesium, for example, sleeping issues. It's said that magnesium can be related to any sleeping issues. If you were low on magnesium, then popping a magnesium pill before you go to bed may actually change the quality of your sleep. Now, the carry-on effect from that is that it can actually up other things that may be having trouble with. So there really would be key bio-trackers in this as well and I'll kind of get into that in a moment as to what order that you should probably go through this if you're interested in doing this testing. But we have other things like ferritin, which transports oxygen and is linked directly to iron or creatine, kinase, which is a marker of formal exercise muscle tissue that has been sheared and enters the bloodstream. So if you're under a heavy training load, then you would expect to see a lot of this in your blood. But if you're not under a heavy training load, but you still see it, then there must be some other reasoning that this is happening and this would be something to work on. Same for things like testosterone, which is a classic one of, it's an overtraining indicator if you have low testosterone, but also as you age as well and keeping track on those testosterone levels and how to change those over time as you naturally decline as you do get older. Other ones such as vitamin D, which apparently 50% of the US population is deficient, It reduces muscle mass, it increases fractures in bones, it's really related to a lot of regulation of other systems in the body, and it's very important. You know, it's called the sunshine vitamin, but sunshine is definitely not enough to get it into your system. People say 20 minutes a day is enough to do it, but even in low sun areas, the sun is just not strong enough to get into your system, so you may need to boost this if this is low. The second company is Wellness FX, and their markers... They have a lot more markers available. The difference with them, they've split them into different categories so it's kind of easier and cleaner to read and go through each of them. So they have like cholesterol ones where they break down cholesterol beyond just what your total cholesterol is. They look at good and bad, they look at triglycerides and they have a couple of other biomarkers that they believe are very important when it comes to measuring this stuff. The thyroid and blood sugar, glucose again, and another one, HbA1c, is the amount of glucose that you have consumed over the last 90 days. So it gives you an idea of where your diet is putting you when it comes to injecting extra glucose into your system, which can be harmful. By the way, this is my disclaimer. I'm not trying to be a pseudo-doctor here. I'm not trying to be a pseudo-nutritionalist. All I'm trying to do is give you an idea of what is being measured and the indicators that some of these companies and some of the scientists behind these companies are coming up with and how they're linking them. Other areas that are looked into are liver and kidney health, which are generally quite standard as far as setting a baseline is concerned when you're going in for a health checkup. But moving into nutrition and electrolytes, this is definitely stuff for performance and this, again... It falls under vitamin D, calcium, sodium, potassium, chloride, carbon dioxide. These are all very important for the performing athlete. Another one is definitely inflammation, which inflammation is a very, very big one when it comes to figuring out your system and how it operates with certain foods and whether you just retain water or whether certain types of workouts or hard training affects your inflammation and you're unable to recover efficiently enough. There are standard complete blood counts and advanced nutrients in this as there are performance hormones. So performance hormones are the ones like testosterone and this is a very important measure of how you're doing and like I said the aging athlete should take note of how it declines over time and having a measure in front of you is really going to be the best way to help you regulate that change over time and hopefully there is a way that you can increase testosterone legally. But And moving into the advanced thyroid testing and understanding how your thyroid is actually regulating itself and whether it's working properly under the stress of training or not. So these biomarkers, which I do highly encourage you look into a little bit further, they form the system that these companies are putting together and they form the idea of what is actually happening inside your body. And then if something is not right, if it's not in the actual best range, then there are things that can be offered to you to actually change this. And that can come down to whether it is nutritional changes, which are definitely harder to make but also supplemental changes, which wouldn't necessarily be a long-term solution, but if you can change what you actually take in with a supplement, you can get a quick result. Then after that point, you could slowly start working in your nutritional changes. There are a couple of things here. I've got four important concepts to consider if you are going to go down this road. We are really talking about scientific experiments here, and so it's important to look at yourself as an experiment and. Do it properly so you get the best out of it it's not foolproof and definitely these markers Like any scientific thing, it's just the people behind them trying to figure out what they relate to and how to change them. So nothing is perfect when it comes to this. And really, this is only the first step in taking control of your blood and what's happening with your body and nutrition. But there are definitely other things that you can do to ensure that you get the best value from taking the time to do any of this. And the first one is setting baseline values. It's definitely useful to have a measure of your blood tests as a baseline. This is really an important concept because having a baseline set of values for a variety of blood tests can be very helpful down the line if an athlete develops some sort of health problem. It's also these baseline values are very useful when you want to return to normal after you've had some type of issue. Number two, normal. The second important concept relates to the issue of what is normal. Any lab where blood tests are performed will have established a normal reference range. This comes down to the companies themselves. They're definitely offering a normal reference range. But in the case of, say, Inside Tracker, Inside Tracker tries to adjust your normal ranges based on the parameters that you set. So, depending on your age, how much actual training you do, all of these things can actually change what normal is for you. So understanding these parameters is really going to give you the best indicator of where you sit in the normal range. And number three outside of this is degrees of abnormal, where lab values will fall on a spectrum. And so this range where there's no particular magic cutoffs between normal and abnormal values. So you have to keep in mind that slightly abnormal values may not indicate a problem. And this is really where... The software or the person that you consult with has to know what they're talking about. Otherwise, you could really get yourself into trouble if you think that something is abnormal when in fact it's not. The final point I want to make when it comes to preparing yourself for these blood tests is normal for athletes. And so there is normal for the general population. The ranges that are established are for the entire population. So this can be the same for BMI or any other indicator that you try and measure yourself against other people. So you're looking at adults as a whole, and that can cover a whole bunch of different people and so athletes are very different from the population as a whole and as a result a particular blood test for an athlete may produce an abnormal result and again that abnormal is based on what the lab or the system that you're in and how they test and how they get these ranges. It could be perfectly understandable for a highly trained athlete to fall outside of these ranges so this is where you have to be careful and I will talk about hacking these systems and how to actually hack the system is going to involve a little bit of legwork on your behalf if you don't want to buy into the two companies I'm mentioning, then you're going to have to hack the system and you're going to have to use your judgment. This is where it gets a little tricky and where you can see the value proposition of going with two of these companies. A clearer way to think about this is you're either going to be in three states when you get these biomarkers. You're going to be deficient, adequate or optimal. So deficient is quite self-explanatory and it really is a problem and it's something you have to deal with. The hierarchy of how you deal with that is definitely something that has to be left to a professional because there are key biomarkers that if you fix those key biomarkers, then other things might change. And so you don't want to be going messing around with 10 biomarkers when you could just change two and then the rest could fall into line after that. So adequate. Adequate for non-athletes may be okay. It may be okay to move into an adequate range because if you're a non-athlete, then you're not as committed to your body and your performance. And so you might not want to change your lifestyle habits as hard. You might not want to change your nutrition as hard. And you might not even want to take supplements. So I would definitely say that adequate is probably not going to be the best place to sit. And so you're always, as an athlete, aiming for optimal. The optimal zone for each biomarker, moving into the optimal zone is basically where you want to go. And then once you're getting there, then then thinking about how these changes actually work and what they're actually doing to you and whether it's worth the effort of being in those actual optimized zones. So, what are the current options? I have mentioned the two companies Inside Tracker and Wellness Effects. Unfortunately, I am not aware of any services Outside of the US, and even in the US at the moment, it's quite limited. You can hack the system, and I'll get into that in the tech hacks and products section. The two companies that are setting the trend at the moment with this stuff are Inside Tracker and Wellness Effects. The prices, when it comes down to what they offer, well, firstly, let me tell you about their unique selling points. When it comes to the inside tracker it's really more of an automated service. You can get a home kit where you can prick your blood and then you send that in for a test and what it does it puts it into a system where you log in and you can see your results but you can see your results over time and you can see that all of the indications of what you should do with those results they will give you an understanding clearly written in front of you that will give you nutritional options that you can take to boost certain things, but it is all automated. You're definitely not talking to a consultant about what to do with your results. And so the DIY where you can bring in your own blood tests is $49 per year. Their performance, their top of the line one with all of the biomarkers is $299 for a test. Wellness FX, though, the difference with them is there is really an integrated approach with health professionals, doctors, nutritionalists, trainers. You can choose a consult with any of these after you get your results. I think their layout is a little bit nicer as far as it really breaks down. You can see trends over time, which is kind of what we're looking at here because On its own, an isolated one-off blood test really will not tell you a lot. You have to link it up to something. And if you make mini experiments and change over time, you want to see trends. You want to see the result of any work that you're doing in a specific area and whether it's working or not. As far as their performance plan, it's $529 for their performance plan every time you want to get your blood tested. They have a baseline plan, an e-checkup, and then a baseline, and a baseline is less biomarkers. But the way that they've structured it, from what I understand, is there are certain biomarkers in the baseline plan that if they're deficient, it's an indicator towards something else. And then that something else can be expanded upon if you get the performance plan. So the baseline would be the place to start, and then you would get your results back and then read from those you need to deeper into any area because they also offer an advanced thyroid plan which can look into that side of it but they have an indicator in the baseline where if they believe that your thyroid may be playing up a little bit then that's the time they point you in the direction of getting the advanced thyroid done. Now I did say the difference here is the consultation and the consultation is not included with the performance or baseline plan. It's $170 for 40 minutes if booked at the time of booking the blood plan, 230 if not. And it's done online, which I think is a good thing. I definitely believe in booking and getting it done online. Saying that though, it is still quite expensive. The performance plan alone is very expensive. There is a recommendation, and I was actually before reading about any of this stuff, there was a recommendation to get tested four times per year. This was by a coach at a college, and I'm sure they get all of their blood work done for free. At minimum, I would say three times per year is what you're going to aim for. And so if you look at three times per year at the performance plan and wellness effects, that's $1,587 per year, and that's without consultations. So it starts to get quite steep when you put it together and look at how much it's going to cost to give you a picture over time. And the same with Inside Tracker. It'll be $899 per year for four tests. So there's a savings that they do if you buy them all together at once. But again, $900 without any consults is quite steep. And I can see that there are certain biomarkers here that this price is reasonable because probably even five years ago, some of the tests, because it just wasn't even in the mind, the front of the mind for anybody outside of the sports science arena, that the tests themselves must have been super expensive. So the price is coming down and hopefully economies of scale will mean that once it hits you in Outback Australia, the price is going to be Write down because there is an international client base to support the system that's been put in place to do this an interesting point is these two companies they're both partnered with a company called lab corp for their blood draws so they're effectively using the exact same way to test but all they're doing is choosing their biomarkers and choosing the system that they deliver it to you in So these services are definitely new, integrated visual approaches to blood testing for performance biomarkers. And it really is bringing it to the masses, bringing it to people outside of the sports science centres, national sporting bodies, anything that has been government funded for a long time. So it's really putting it into your hands, which I think is a great thing for the semi-pro cyclist. A couple of final points I have regarding yourself as a science experiment. You really want to set up parameters. If you're going to go down this road and actually take part in any of this, you really want to set up science experiment parameters. You're really wasting your time otherwise. I've got a couple of pointers that if you are considering one of these services I highly recommend taking note and then making sure that what you do is repeatable and measurable. Because outside of measurable the next step is making sure that what you're doing is repeatable. So you really want to treat your test like a science experiment and set repeatable parameters around your blood draw. So make them consistent. So make them consistent whether you do them on a Friday morning and it's on an off week and you have fasted for 12 hours beforehand. You know, you're not wanting to do one on a Friday morning after you've been up all night doing something for work and then the other on a Sunday afternoon after you've been out all weekend or just after a major competition or a heavy training block. You want to just have it consistent so that every time that you're tested, it's not going to fluctuate based on other factors and you're going to try and control the environment as much as possible. Another thing to consider is when to give the blood because if you're giving blood around training, it can affect you. It's only a small amount that you're giving really. Well, It's not that small, but it's around 40 milliliters, I'd say, of blood for a comprehensive screen. When you do compare this to giving blood at a blood bank where you're giving around 400 to 500 milliliters, the recommendation there is it takes three to four weeks to get back to where you were before that blood draw. So 40 milliliters is around 10% of that volume that's taken. And so my guess is, I don't have anything to back this up, but my guess is that it will take around three to four days for you to get back to where you were pre-blood draw. Considering this and locking it into a time into your schedule, that's not going to affect your training because the last thing you want to do is actually have three or four days in a critical time period and knocking those out and not being able to train is kind of counterintuitive to this whole thing. So the bad points, I'm going to wrap up just with the bad points. In a lot of places the world over, the regulation is very heavy regarding ordering blood work without a doctor. The policy is in place for protection because if the patient's numbers are off, then the doctor can see this and then they must step in and notify the patient immediately. I know Wellness Effects gets around this by assigning a doctor in the background of each blood draw and they will get in contact with you if there's a problem with your blood draw or if you do choose to have a consult. But there are definitely a couple of ways that you can hack this internationally and in the US. It's not foolproof, and... I've got to really say my caveat here is you need to do the homework yourself. There's a couple of areas that you need to do homework on and so I'm going to break it down and how you can hack this and maybe get away with a little bit cheaper but still some of the same indicators and hopefully the same result. I am going to roll this into the tech hacks and products section and if we start at step one, your first step that you want to do is really find a lab that does blood draws for the biomarkers that I've already mentioned. So in Australia, blood tests can be covered by Medicare if you get a referral from a doctor. You have to be a little sneaky when you are requesting this. Apparently, it's not easy just to walk in and say, I want to get a blood test for this, 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 and this. The doctor will be suspicious of you. And if you don't have a good relationship with them, you may not even be able to do that. And so if you want to try and get it covered by Medicare, you're going to have to be a little canny when it comes to figuring out what your plan is to convince the doctor to get them done. But you have to ensure that what you're testing for are biomarkers that are on the list of either wellness effects or inside tracker. And so you can get the best information possible when it comes to trying to match this up with any issues that you have once you've done the blood tests. In America, there is a place called directlabs.com, which has the same testing centers and their baseline blood draw is $97. And so they tested the same thing. You go in to do a test and you get sent a PDF file of your numbers. And so you can take those numbers and you can apply the exact same theory behind wellness effects. There's definitely even disclaimers to this though, where state law prohibits direct access to lab testing in Maryland, Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, and Rhode Island. This is the trouble that you will come across and this whole movement will come across. And so Working out these details is going to come down to your own investigation. Step two, get the report. So again, in Australia, you've got to see the doctor to get the report. And to get the value out of this traction, you really may need to look beyond your regular GP. Because in step three, which is actually getting a $49 yearly plan from insidetracker.com where you can put all these in and you can get the information surrounding each of the biomarkers when you bring it up and you're looking at your actual number. It may be a wasted consult if just your regular GP hands you the numbers and gives you just generic recommendations. I really think that planning the step of reading your results from a medical practitioner that can give you solid advice is where you're going to get better value for money in this entire process. And as far as step three is concerned, throwing them in there, yes, I gotta say, Inside Tracker is probably not my preferred company out of the two, but definitely if you can bring your own numbers in and pay $49 to have them there so you can track them over a year, I think that it's quite reasonable. An interesting thing as far as dollars is concerned though, when you look at the cost of the baseline, and the baseline is $149, so when you look at the cost of doing baseline testing through Direct Labs $97, and then you look at a $49 a year subscription plan from Inside Tracker, it's exactly the same as baselining from Wellness Effects. So you've got to weigh that up. You could knock out the Inside Tracker plan and just go total ghetto with creating your own spreadsheet, and that would be totally sufficient. The things you're missing out on, though, Uh, the actual information surrounding each of the biomarkers and who really wants to get involved and put the time into doing that. I've got a bonus step as well. You could just look up one of the consultants which are listed under the Wellness Effects Practitioner site. I've got a link on the show notes, but I'm not sure if it's possible, but it couldn't hurt to to try to try and track down these people and see if they would do a consultation for you outside of the Wellness Effects System and see if you can get recommendations that way. Really, you are doubling up with your consultations when it comes to this, Well, depending on where you are and if you can avoid that first consultation when you get your results. So I I would investigate this a little bit further because the people that are working with Wellness Effects, they're definitely schooled in what these biomarkers are and what you can do to actually change them. So there you have it. There's my take on the entirely new for semi-pros, biomarkers, biohacking, and getting inside your body. And Just so you know, I'm definitely not affiliated with any of the companies that I mentioned. I had to bring them up because they're part of the ecosystem that is forming around this way of looking after yourself. And for my money, Wellness Effects, if I was in the areas that they were, I would jump on that opportunity because they're definitely super pro, they're refreshing and right now they're leading the way in how this stuff should be done. Now, Let's get to that quote from the top of the show. It is Tommy Boonen. And it's funny that he's talking money because he is in trouble with the tax man. Well, he's not anymore because he's just paid off, reportedly, 2 million euros to resolve a tax evasion investigation in Belgium into his tax optimization. And apparently, he overstepped the mark a little bit where he didn't declare enough to the Belgium authorities while being a resident in Monaco. So Boonen is in trouble and hopefully he has cleared that out of the way and he can write off what so far has been an absolutely shocker of a year. But that is it for me this week. So till next week, get on your bike and enjoy the pain cave or the hurt box, whichever one you're into. <music>